0: Is the one-and-done rule good or bad for basketball? I'm going to give you my take today, so keep listening. It's the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time What's going on, everybody? Once again, I'm Shane Larson, in case you forgot. Now, I know it's been a couple of weeks, actually closer to a month or a month and a couple of weeks uh, since I last posted. And the reason for that is because it was the last semester of school. Uh, I was finally graduating from college, so I was putting a lot of effort into my final projects so that I could graduate. And then upon finishing, I obviously had graduation going on, um, and I had and a couple other things a few weekends after that. And then we've had Memorial Day weekend, so I was on vacation and blah, blah, blah. So I was really busy, but now it's time to get back in the swing of things, get this thing rolling. Um, I have a lot more time now to actually put and dedicate into the actual website, not just the podcast. So like, what I'm going to be planning on doing is getting some guests onto the show. We're already lining up some some people to come on. that you'll see in the coming weeks. I've also got another person that's interested in writing for my website. He's going to give you some hockey insight, hopefully, so I'll keep you posted on that as well. Uh, I'm going to be meeting with him in in the coming days, and we're going to see if we can get some articles going for hockey, and maybe he can join me on a few podcasts to give you guys some information uh, that I might not have. But like I said, if you haven't already, please follow me on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Podcast Addict. I'm even on YouTube. You can follow my Facebook page uh so that you can get all the updates throughout the weeks uh, of when my shows are gonna be posting, um, just to keep you updated. And this is just a fun show, man. If you if you like to hear opinionated talks on sports, that's what I'm here for. I'm trying to give you an insight, uh, or some insight that you haven't heard before. Um, give you my opinion on some things and then as well as my guests that will be coming onto the show. In future episodes. So, like I said, I was kind of finishing up school, right? Finishing up school. I graduated from Boise State University. Yeah, go Broncos. Finally got my degree. And I started thinking about it for the past couple of weeks. I mean, I've been, you know, reminiscing, just kind of thinking about my whole college experience, you know what I mean? And all the things that I've learned and everything that's happened in the last couple of years. I mean, for me, it took a little bit longer than the average person uh, to graduate. It, it, from the time I actually truly started college, I mean, I started back in 2007, so technically it's been 10 years, but my when I truly started was 2010. Um, and so it's been about you know seven years of real school. And it's crazy uh, to think about all the things that you learn through school, but when I was trying to put put a topic together for my podcast, I started thinking about this. Right, I had a lot of classes with a lot of athletes in those seven years, um, especially the last the last three semesters. I had some classes with some football players from Boise State. I had some classes with some basketball players from Boise State. And while Boise State isn't known for like, especially basketball, they're not known for the one and dones like you see from all the the major schools, uh, it still got me thinking about the one-and-done rule for basketball. And for those of you who don't know what that is, I'll kind of break it down for you on what the one-and-done rule means, okay? So when we, we look back at the history of the NBA, back in 1995, uh, Kevin Garnett was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves, okay? And... That was in 95. He was drafted straight out of high school. And he was the fourth player, the fourth high school player to be taken in the NBA draft. But he was the first to be taken in the 20 years. Like, that was the first one in 20 years at that time. So, so 95, Kevin Garnett gets drafted right out of high school. All right. And what happened later on, though, is there was a trend. You know, 10 years following that up into 2005, there was over, I think it was like 38 players or so that made the jump from the high school level to the NBA level, straight from high school to the NBA. And some of the big names that the basketball fans might remember, Kwame Brown, LeBron James, Dwight Howard, those were the ones who went number one overall. There were a lot of, a lot of them, though, that, that started coming straight from the high school level into the NBA. Obviously, LeBron James is still going strong. Dwight Howard's still there. Uh, Kwame was kind of a bust, but... Um, well, he was a bust. It's not like he was kind of. But, yeah, LeBron killing it. Dwight is Dwight. I mean, he had his run. He's not what he once was, but he had his run. Great players, right? But, well, I said 2005 earlier. I meant 2006. In 2006, they made the, quote-unquote, one and one-and-done rule, all right? So, all players that are drafted need to be at least so okay so you you either had to be at least 19 years of age during the calendar year of the draft um or any player that's not an international player as defined by by the CBA must be at least 1 year removed from the graduation of his high school class so what that did though is basically without like those are kind of hard to understand what it did is it required these kids instead of going straight from high school, they had to at least go to one year of college because they needed to be one year removed from high school, which the most logical next step would be to go to college for a year, play, and then get drafted in the NBA. Now, there's been a few exceptions, very few exceptions, where uh, players went and played professionally like overseas for a year. Uh, to try to develop that way. Um, however, the the system was designed to get them into college for a year and then get them drafted into the NBA. So, this is what stemmed the one-and-done rule. And like I said, I was sitting there thinking about, what is the point of the of this, right? The the basketball players that I had in my class, my classes, I should say, uh, at Boise State, were pretty much all upperclassmen, right? They were juniors and seniors. And they were getting an education, and they knew that they weren't going to be making it to the NBA, and if they do, they I mean, there is one, uh, Chandler Hutchison, that will probably make the NBA, actually, and he'll probably do well. I think he'll get a good paycheck for a couple of years, or he'll be playing professionally somewhere, um, but you could tell that they were taking their education seriously because they know that there's life after basketball, which I think a lot of the players don't realize, um, when they're when they're these high profile athletes, right? They don't realize there's life after basketball they have to go through. At the same time, it started making me wonder why there's this stupid rule, right? Now for the guys at Boise State, they're not as well developed. They're not the highest, you know, recruited athletes out of high school. So you know they need to develop and play ball and get their education. A lot of these guys though that are that are in school shouldn't be in school. Like why do they have to go to college for a year? The idea, I think, is to develop them to get ready for the NBA. But what, other than their body structure, that's going to happen either way. Like even just one year in college isn't going to make them much different than a year in like right out of high school. I mean, you know what I mean? Because that's that's not going to make them develop that much more, you know. Uh, and it bothers me that they even have them go to school because they're wasting a scholarship on those guys that hardly even go to class just just to ask Ben Simmons um who went to LSU and is going to be playing for the Sixers he hardly went to class that's i mean th- he didn't even have to go to school like he just had to go enough to be eligible to play that's all he had to do take a minimum amount of credits to be eligible to play and then second semester comes around once basketball season's over i should say so you're looking in the middle of the second semester they're not even going to class anymore so they're wasting all that that scholarship money they're wasting that that's a scholarship that could be given to somebody else that actually needs to go to school and get it paid for and and could utilize it we know that he's going to go to the NBA why does he have to why does he have to go to school because he just stopped going to class so that he could you know he wasn't even at school he wasn't even on campus he was going to practice for the NBA draft get ready for the NBA so that they put all their effort into training which I totally understand. If that's what your profession is, you know that's what you're going to be doing. You know you're going to go to the NBA. Guys have been, you know, scouting you for the last couple of years. That's what you're going to do. So, my whole take on this is we need to get rid of the one and done rule. I see both sides to it. I really do. I see both sides to the one and done rule. Why they need it, uh, and why they think they need it to to develop the players. At the same time, I. I don't see – if you eliminate it, it kind of weeds out the weak, right? The ones who are truly ready for the game, you'll know that they're ready for the game. And if they're not, they'll turn into Kwame Brown and be out. I don't think Kwame Brown would have benefited from one year in college. So it would have been the same result. Because, I mean, he had a lot of years in the NBA. He still never developed. You know what I mean? So if you're ready, you're ready. I don't get it because in baseball – you can go right out of high school and develop yourself, you know through the pro leagues. so w- why can't you do that? Hockey's no different either uh, and and I don't know the the details, the ins and outs of hockey, but they allow these guys to develop you know at a young age and and go. but why are they making them go to college for a year? Here's my take. It's all about money. I think the NCAA wants money. They do the same thing with football. You got to be in school for a certain amount of years before you can go into the NFL draft. Now, football is a more violent sport. I see that's allowing those those gentlemen to develop their bodies and everything so that they are truly prepared. At the same time, like it's kind of the same concept. They're, they're using these guys for money. Imagine how much money the NCAA could have gotten. The schools in particular, let's say Ohio State. Ohio State was one of the, the schools that was recruiting LeBron James uh, when he was in high school, knowing he was going to go straight to the NBA, but they were recruiting him. Imagine Ohio State, what would have happened if LeBron James played there for a year? Okay, they would have brought in a lot of money because you're, you're getting tickets sold, uh, NCAA tournament, you got all this, the merchandising, like everything, the money's flowing through. And that's what happens with the NCAA. These big schools are getting a lot of money. And I think that's what it's all about, is the money. I think they care more about that than they truly do about the kids, but they use the kids as the excuse of why they're doing it. Oh, we're doing it for the kids. No, you're not. You're doing it so that you can get the money. It, it's a corporation. It's, it's just how business works. I get it, but it frustrates me because I would like to see these kids get into the NBA and get rolling if that's really what they want to do. You see these entrepreneurs out here. Some of them never go to college and they're very successful business owners because they come right out of high school and they go into the job, the job world and they just crush it because they make their own business or they do something for themselves. Why can't they do that for sports? Because they want more money. All right? And we're looking at, like, if, if we're talking NCAA, right, we're, we're talking about college basketball. I think it hurts college basketball, they think, I mean, it generates money. That's that's the benefit, right? But it's not even good for the sport. So that's why I know it's all about money. It's not good for the sport. You get these these solid teams, these Kentuckys, these Kansas, Duke teams, every year that have a couple one-and-done players. Kentucky's really, really known for it because um, they just, they bring in the NBA talent, and after their freshman year, they're gone. They've had 18 freshmen drafted between 2006 and 2016, which shows they they're that's the freshman drafted. They've had a lot more guys drafted in the NBA, obviously, but after the one and dones these guys coming straight from high school, boom, going into college for a year, one year, and then they're into the NBA. The thing is, is that these teams get, you know, hyped up for one season. The fan base gets behind this team, but there's nothing to look forward to, or at least there's this uncertainty going into the next season. Part of what makes sports fun. In basketball, in particular, is because like college, you know, like, you know what's coming in next year. You're looking forward to the recruits coming in to help fill in some of the gaps, but you're also looking to build off of the previous season with some of these underclassmen that are going to be returning. And while you'll always have a couple guys that might leave early for the draft, it's always nice to see these sophomores and juniors returning to play because you can look forward to the next season. Like, oh, for instance, Boise State University, Chandler Hutchison is coming back. He's coming back for one more season before he goes into the NBA or tests those, you know, the the draft waters again. And the fans are looking forward to that because we've got a good base from this year and we're looking forward to building on it next year. But if you're in Kentucky, you can't do that. Well, Kentucky's a bad example because the fans know that they're going to be getting all these recruits every single season. So while they're new faces, the result is typically the same. They're going to be one of the top teams in the country. But let's say, like, uh, for instance... uh, Duke's the same way, but like Syracuse, uh, Washington, Washington up in the Northwest, okay? They've got potentially the number one pick coming out this year, uh, probably going to go number one overall, either him or Lonzo Ball, right? And But you never know, like that would be a school, you want to get behind this guy, you want him to succeed for a couple, like, at least like, if he's going to come into the into college, you want him to play for a couple years, right? But he's gone. And you don't have anything to look forward to because you don't know what next year is going to bring. And that's the thing. So if you, you might as well just not show up if you're going to be leaving after a year. There's no loyalty to the schools because they're just using it as a stepping stone to get through. And I think it hurts the fan base. The fans have a hard time getting behind it because they know that next year is going to be a little bit different. I don't like it. I think what we need to do is eliminate it altogether. I know the Players Association uh, in the NBA has tried to get rid of it multiple times. They, they have actually mentioned, I believe, in the Players Association, how it works for the other, the other, like the other sports. Um, let me see here who, who said it. I think it was Gary Coleman. He was one of the general counsel members of the Players Association in the NBA. In 2015, he said, if they were white and hockey players, they would be out there playing. If they were white and baseball players, they would be out there playing. Because most of them are actually African-American and are in a a sport and precluded from doing it, they have to go into this absurd world of playing for one year. That's just total, complete hypocrisy. So that's actually a really good point. And that goes back to what I was saying before, like hockey and baseball. Again, that's the two sports that are really well-known for it now, um, for allowing them to come straight out. That's the thing. It it is kind of hypocritical i'm not going to bring race into it right now um he was mainly speaking about race i'm not going to bring that into it but i do think it's ridiculous just let them go play if they're ready to play if you're developed go and play if you're a freshman in high school okay playing basketball and you're good enough to play on the varsity team your body might not be developed well enough but you can play they'll let you play it's the same kind that's four years removed. Now. If you're a, if you're a high school senior and you're just crushing it, you're good enough to play at the next level in the NBA. Let them play. Don't make them take this one year step into into college basketball just so you can get your 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 money for it. It's it's a money pool. That's all it is. It's a business, and that's what they're trying to do with it. It bugs me. Um, I would like to see them eliminate it. And I don't care if it hurts basketball. I think in the long run, it would actually be a positive impact on college basketball if you got rid of it because the people playing are the true... I see that they're not the superstars, but they're going to build your program. Those are the true collegiate athletes. And then you go into the NBA. That's a superstar league where you want to have your superstars. College basketball is exactly that. It's amateur basketball. It's collegiate athletes playing for the pride and loyalty of their schools so that they can essentially win a conference championship, go to the NCAA tournament every year. There's a lot of passion behind it. The NBA is a different game. It's a superstar league. Put the superstars there. Put the collegiate-slash-amateur athletes in college basketball. I believe in the long run, it would be just as exciting as it is now, if not more, especially for the fan bases. And in in the NBA, same thing. You get the superstars there to play. And, I mean, sure, you're going to weed out the week. If they aren't ready for it, they're not ready for it. But one year in college isn't going to do the trick. So that's my take on it. Anyways, like I said, you should expect some articles to be coming out soon. And I know I said that a couple months back. Now I got some time that I can put some effort into the articles. I'm going to do some interviews. I'm going to talk to some people. We're going to get some guests on the show So please, tune in for The Game Time Guru. Go subscribe to the podcast. It's free. Hit up Stitcher, Podcast Addict, uh, iTunes, if you've got any kind of Apple product. Just go to iTunes, type in The Game Time Guru, find my podcast. It's got my little caricature on there, a little picture of me that's drawn. The Game Time Guru with Shane Larson. And hit subscribe. That way you can see when every podcast comes through. If you go to my Facebook page, I'm going to be posting it there. And you can also find me on YouTube. If you ever want to just go to my YouTube page, find that one, go for it. I'm here for you. Uh, We look forward to talking to you here in the near future. Game Time Guru, out.